0: love talk radio
1: welcome to another edition of that's entertainment i'm your host tammy jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the nyc for the next time i'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on macy gray chris brown damon dad t-pain britney spears and a whole lot more don't go anywhere i'll be right back after these messages
0: hey dad your prescription will be ready in just a minute.
1: Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so if you have a fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health provider before going in. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. You listen to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637- Two six five six and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, we're on Facebook. Like us. Like our page. Go to www.facebook.com slash Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain. And the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. That's Stiletto, like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T. TTO and the number 14, and you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. that's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly sunny, 73 degrees, and before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you once again for taking the time out to hang out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. Well, you know, we're almost at the halfway part, mid part of June. June is almost ending. And you know, June is Black Music Month. So we take this time to celebrate all the... Of music from the R&B genre of all the great R&B artists that can contribute to making great and fantastic music. And speaking of Black Music Month, the BET Music Awards is this weekend. That's right, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, all the special tributes and who are special who's going to be getting a special award for this year's uh, annual event. So lots to talk about as usual. We're going to be talking about uh, Macy Gray. Uh, she thinks it's time for the American flag to get an image makeover. Uh, she is serious about this because of what had happened this past January about the riots at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, Grammy Award-winning singer Chris Brown is back in the news, this time for kind of the same thing that he was accused with before. Uh, He hit another woman, allegedly, during an argument at a Southern California home. We're going to be talking about that. And a New York judge has slapped a temporary ban on rap producer Damon Dash plans to allegedly to sell a non-fungible token of Jay-Z rap classic, Reusable Doubt. And hip-hop star T-Pain had played down some remarks about some critical comments he made about Usher that happened uh, on, on a flight heading to the BET Awards back in 2013 when Usher Uh, Mentioned to T-Pain about how he Kind of messed up music We'll talk about that And the ongoing conservatorship Between Britney Spears and her father Is going on today Uh, She wants to start uh, The reason behind her legal action Has been uncovered So we're going to be talking about that And uh, um, A A composer uh, has come out talking about how uh, Michael Jackson was supposed to uh, record songs for a Disney animated, uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, but due to his uh, personal situation, uh, they decided to not work with Michael. So we're going to be talking about that. Lots to talk about as usual, but let's get started. Um, Macy Gray thinks it's time for the American flag to get an image makeover. The Grammy Award-winning singer and songwriter wants to change America's mind about the U.S. flag and, and, and has proposed a new design that she says represents all of us. In an op-ed piece, Gray expressed that the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol corrupted Old Glory. The 53-year-old Cainton, Ohio, Ohio native wrote uh, for Market Watch on Saturday saying, quote, the Confederate battle flag, which was crafted as a symbol of opposition to the abolishment of slavery, is just recently tired. However, on the 6th, when the stormers uh, rained on the nation's most precious hut, waving old glory, the memo was received. The American flag is its replacement. The American flag has been hijacked as code for a specific belief. And she's also said that... Um, the task of the Biden administration to support a new flag that is not tattered, date divisive, and incorrect. It no longer represents democra- democracy and freedom. It no longer represents all of us, unquote. The i tri suggests that a great place to start would be raising the number of stars on the flag from 50 to 52 in order to represent Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico, which has been lobbying for statehood for decades. Gray also called to remove the flag white stripes, which she said are meant to represent purity and innocence. The former epic record superstar then submitted the design of her proposed flag, which looked similar to the original, but contained off-white stripes and multicolored stars. Grammy-winning singer uh, Chris Brown has been accused of hitting a woman during an argument at a Southern California home. The incident occurred Friday morning at a resident in San Fernando Valley area of Los Angeles. The L.A. Police Department statement said, quote, that the victim advised that she and the suspect argue and the suspect struck her. There was no arrest. Officers took the report at the home. The suspect was not at the location when the police arrived. Police said that the crime report will be handed over to the city attorney for filing consideration. Though officials didn't release specifics about the incident, TMZ reported that the woman accused Chris Brown of slapping her hard enough to dislodge part of her hair weed. She reportedly didn't suffer any injury. In 2009, Brown was charged with committing felony assault on then-girlfriend Rihanna and pleaded guilty in a settlement deal later that year. In 2017, actress Karuchi Tran got a five-year restraining order against Brown after accusing him of abuse. And here's the latest. Chris Brown recently put on his social media account laughing emojis because I guess he figured that this is all a joke again. Uh saying that he's been accused once again, people coming after um uh, somebody's accusing him of something that he didn't do, but now that uh you know, and I say this all the time about uh you know Chris Brown was doing very well, you know now that he's a father or two, he has a daughter and a son, he's making great music, um why put yourself in that situation again and you know, Chris Brown got to think. This is just allegations, but you got to remember that. You know, Chris Brown, you have a daughter now. You can't. You know, I know it's all alleged and everything, but you, you know, you can't be with these women and because they're looking for some pay up or come up. And I'm not saying that she could be uh, making it up, but you know, you got a situation yourself around certain people. Because there's always somebody's going to accuse you of something. But if he did this allegedly, then you know he has to really, you know, have to really get some help on this. Because you know he's been accused of this before. I mean, Karuchi Tran, his last girlfriend, had to put a restraining order on him because of alleged abuse. And then we you know the the famous situation with him and Rihanna. So. Let's see what happens because he was doing very well. You hadn't heard anything. He wasn't doing anything crazy, and now this comes up. A New York judge has slapped a temporary ban on rap producer Damon Dash plans to allegedly sell an NFT, a non-fungible token of Jay-Z rap classic, Reasonable Doubt. The Empire State of Mind icon launched legal action against former friend and business partner Dash on Friday, June 18, accusing him of attempting to cash in on a digital art form Craze by offloading the copyright to his 1996 debut album in a Super Farm Foundation online auction on June 23rd without the superstar permission. Reasonable Doubt was released on Rockefeller Records, the now-defunct label co-founded by Dash, Jay-Z, and fellow business partner Kareem Biggs-Burke, who each owned a third of the company. The original pipe court- Papers filed by lawyers for Rockefeller stated that, quote, Dash can't sell what he doesn't own. By attempting such a sale, Dash has converted a corporate asset and has breached his uh, fiduciary duties. His planned auction of reasonable doubt would result in irreparable harm. A follow-up hearing is set for July 3rd. Now, Dash has yet to respond to a legal action, but on Monday he claimed the news of the NFT auction was inaccurate, and he's actually trying to find a buyer to take over his entire share of Rockefeller. Now, according to TMZ, Jay-Z previously tried to buy out Dash's share of the label in March, but at a price he deemed unacceptable. Hip-hop star T-Pain has played down uh, remarks suggesting a critical comment from Usher sparked a four-year battle with depression, insisting he still has love and respect for the singer. The Bayou A Drink hitmaker hit headlines this week after recalling an encounter with Usher back in 2013 when he called out T-Pain's extensive use of autotune and blamed him for wrecking the music industry for talented vocalists. In a new Netflix docu-series called This Is Pop, T-Pain shared that he said he respected Usher and he said that um, he was on a flight heading to the BET Awards in 2013 and the flight attendant came to uh, T-Pain and said that Usher wanted to see you in the back. and. He saw Usher, and he said, hey, Usher, what's up? What's going on? And um, he said that Usher said that uh, I'm going to tell you something. You kind of effed up music.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me.
1: And then he was like, uh, yeah, man, you really effed up music for real, for, for real singers. And he was like, well, T-Pain was like, well, what did I do? I came out, I used auto tunes, and um And Usher was serious. At first, T-Pain thought he was just joking, but he was really serious, saying that you effed it up. And T-Pain was like, well, I didn't tell everybody else to start using it. You know, I used it, but I didn't tell everybody else to use it. And that cunning comment hit T-Pain hard and sent him spiraling into a long period of depression. He said depression for at least four years. And he said that he confessed saying, quote, that at that very moment he didn't even think that he realized this for a long time and that the very moment that started the four-year depression for him. Now, T-Pain's story went viral yesterday, and now he's taken on to Twitter to clarify the situation, insisting it's been blown out of proportion because a lot of people want Usher to apologize to T-Pain. In a new tweet, the star explained that Usher, negative feedback came as a shock, but he was already dealing with personal issues, which combined really took a toll on his mental health. And this is what um, T-Pain wrote on Twitter. He said, quote, I still love and respect Usher, and telling that story was in no way meant to disrespect that man. People talk shit about me 24-7, but when it comes from someone you truly respect, it hits very different. I never say F-ush. It was a drop in the ocean of shit I was already going through, unquote. So in other words, it just uh, started uh, uh, the beginning of his depression. That was just one aspect that started his depression because he was going through some other things, so... Amid the ongoing conservatorship that battle between Britney Spears and her father, Jamie Spears, the single reason to start this legal action has been uncovered. According to a newly unveiled confidential 2016 court document, the toxic son tried to have her father removed as her conservator as she was sick of being taken advantage of. And according to the New York Times report, the pop star wanted the conservatorship which she had been under for 13 years with her father, Jamie, to be terminated. The Court investigator stated that she quote she is sick of being taken advantage of, and she says she is the one working and earning her money, but everyone around her is on her payroll. Brittany articulate that she feels the conservatorship has much has become an oppressive and controlling tool against her, too much control, too too much, and this is according to the investigator. Elaborating further, the Crossroads star believed that her father was obsessed with controlling every aspect of her life. Now, Brittany told the uh, probate investigator in 2016 that she was very angry about the way her life was being run, noting her frustrations, including being surrounded by security at all times, having to undergo drug tests numerous times per week, and only being able to use her credit card under the discretion of her security team or assistant. Additionally, in court documents from a 2014 hearing on the case, it was stated that Jamie had attempted to control all aspects of Brittany's life, from who she dates, to the color of her kitchen cabinets, which J- Jamie allegedly thought would be too expensive to change. It also reported that Brittany only had a $2,000 weekly allowance. At a hearing back in November 2020, Brittany's mother, Lynn Spears, supported the removal of a Jamie as, Jamie as a conservator. The 66-year-old mom also called her daughter and her husband relationship toxic, claiming it was time to start fresh. And in February 2008, Brittany's father filed a legal document asking the court to grant him temporary conservatorship of the singer, and at the time, the pop singer was unable to properly provide for his or her personal needs for physical health, food, clothing, or shelter amid a series of public struggles and concern around her mental health and substance abuse. And on Tuesday, June 22nd, Brittany Brittany was seen leaving the Ventura, Ventura County Sheriff's Department as she prepared to speak in front of the Los Angeles court today about her ongoing conservatorship and Jamie control over her $60 million fortune. We just have to wish Brit, uh, Brittany some good luck. Uh, right now, we got 18 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, don't forget to follow us and on, on Twitter at That's Entertainment one also, uh, like us on Facebook at uh, That's and you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14 and at T. Jones Gibbs on Instagram. Uh, Michael Jackson uh, missed out on a chance to record uh, songs for Disney animated The Hunchback of Notre Dame due to his messy personal life, and this is according to composer Alan Menken. The music maestro was uh, who wrote the score for the 1996 movie revealed that the late King of Pop reached out to inquire about contributing to the soundtrack, but after initially showing some interest, studio executive vetoed the move. Mencken uh, told Slash Film, quote, that he had to deal with allegations about inappropriate behavior with underage kids and the breakup with Lisa Marie Presley. Jackson, who died in 2009 at the age of 50, wanted to record three songs for the project, but when Mencken relayed the news to Disney bosses, the conversation turned awkward. It was subsequently left to Mencken's manager to tell the thriller hitmaker that his services wouldn't be required by Disney. The singer, who had previously denied child sexual abuse claims in 1993, was charged with multiple accusations of of um, molestation in 2003, but was clear of all counts in a 2005 trial. Newcomer Rachel Zegler is following up her upcoming debut in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story with the lead role in Disney Live-Action Snow White film. Studio executives were so impressed by early footage of her as Maria in Spielberg's musical remake, they jumped at the chance to hire her. Zegler beat out more than 30,000 actresses to land the role in West Side Story, and it looked like her audition days are well behind her. After the Snow White casting news was made public, the delighted actress tweeted in all caps, I have, quote, I have manifested my entire life, I think, I think, unquote. She also shared a video on social media of her meeting the character at a Disney theme park with the caption, Homegirl, we have lots to catch up on. 500 Days of Summer, filmmaker Mark Webb is directing the as-yet-untitled t- Snow White mu- movie musical. Rachel's extraordinary vocal abilities are just the beginning of her gifts. Her strength, intelligence, and optimism will become an integral part of rediscovering the joy in this classic Disney fairy tale. That's what Webb said in a statement to Deadline. Disney official has been developing its live-action Snow White since 2016. Benj Pasek and Justin Paul, the songwriting team behind songs from La La Land, The Greatest Showman, and Dear Evan Hansen will write new music for the film. And it looks like Cardi B's F9 character, Fast and Furious 9 character, who she described as just that bitch, will stick around for at least one more Fast and Furious movie. Vin Diesel explained how the hip-hop superstar character story will continue in uh, Fast and Furious 10 and why she will help bring the long-running action franchise to a satisfying conclusion. Uh, Excuse me. Diesel told uh, Entertainment Tonight, quote, we are very much excited to involve her character and expand it to the finale. She came in Fast 9 just in time, unquote. The Fast and Franchise is slated to wrap with its 11th film, F-11, Current director Justin Lin also raved about the Grammy Award-winning rapper and how the franchise benefited from her involvement. Explaining that Cardi B is now a part of the family, Lin explained that her character will answer a lot of questions that have persisted through the franchise. Lin added that he'll work with Cardi any day. And speaking about her character, Lessa, Cardi B added, quote, I love the fact that I represent such a powerful, strong woman, unquote. F9 charged into U.S. theaters on June 25th. And comedian Dave Chappelle Helped to welcome audience Back to New York's fable Radio City Music Hall On Saturday night June 19 With a surprise Rap concert Featuring Q-Tip De La Soul And Red Man The funny man Treated fans To the hip-hop gig Which also included A set by Fat Joe Following the Tribeca Festival Premiere of his New documentary Dave Chappelle This Time This Place The first event Held at the Iconic venue Since the COVID-19 Shutdown In March of 2020 The film took Viewers behind the the scenes of Chappelle' outdoor stand-up shows in Ohio last summer, when he invited pals such as Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, Trevor Noah, and John Stewart to perform in a neighborhood cornfield in his hometown of Yellow Springs. The project was directed by Oscar winner American Factory filmmaker Julia Reichert and Stephen Bonard, and also chronicles how the Black Lives Matter protests and the killing of George Floyd at the hands of Minnesota police officers in May of 2020 affected the town. The The Chappelle screening took place on the closing night at the Tribeca Festival, where guests include event jury members Sharon Stone and Delroy Lindo, as well as actors Jesse Williams, Zoe Kravitz, Anthony Anderson, and Bob Sagat. The Emmy Award Award nominees and winners will now have the option to use the gender-neutral term performer. America's Television Academy Board of Governors have confirmed nominees in the Best Actress or Best Actor Awards can choose to be called a performer rather than an actor or an actress when the seventy third Primetime Emmy Awards take place in September this year. They said in a statement on their website, quote, No performing no performer category title actor or actress have ever had a gender requirement for submission. Now nominees or winners in any performer category title actor or actress may request that their nominee certificate and Emmy statuette carry the term performer in place of actor or actress. The movie comes amid a year-long debate over how to accommodate gender-neutral performers at award shows. In 2017, actor- Asia Kate Dillon, who is non-binary, asked the TV Academy to clarify its gender distinctions. The star of dramas, Billions, later decided to be entered into the supporting actor category at the Emmys. And in March British singer Sam Smith, who is also non binary, said they look forward to a time when award shows were reflective of the society we live in after the Brit Awards decided not to scrap gender categories for the twenty twenty one ceremony, despite facing pressure to do away with its male and female specific awards. The MTV uh, Movie and TV Awards went gender-neutral in 2017. Meanwhile, the Academy also announced that from 2022, films enter into the Best Documentary Feature or Best Documentary Short category at the Oscar will be ineligible at the Emmys. Nomination for the 73rd Primetime Emmy Awards will be announced on July 13, with the ceremony on September 19, 2021. Sandy Stanley Tucci, Issa Rae, and RuPaul were among the big winners at the Critic Choice Real TV Awards on Monday night, June 21st. The Devil Wears Prada star Tucci took home the best travel adventure show Gong for his program, Stanley Tucci Searching for Italy, while Rae won the Best Short from Forum Series Prize for Issa Rae Teaches Creative Outside Lines. Now, RuPaul shared the Best Competition Series Award with the Great British Baking Show and was the sole winner of the Best Ensemble Cast in the Unscripted Series Gong 2. NBC's The Voice also tied with Fox, the Masked Singer, for Best Competition Series, Talent, and Variety. Other winners at the award will recognize excellence in nonfiction, unscripted, and reality programs across broadcast, cable, and streaming platforms, including David Attenborough, who took home the Best Animal Nature Show product. Prize for Life in Color with David Attenborough and Padma uh, Lakshmi who was awarded the Best Culinary Show Gong for Taste the Nation with Padma Lakshmi. Right now we have here uh, 27 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up we're going to be talking about uh, bride to Paris Hilton. She cannot wait to showcase her love for her fiance on her upcoming reality show, and actress and writer Mindy Kaling has been recruited to develop a workplace comedy inspired by the front office antics of the staff at the Los Angeles Lakers basketball team. Billie Eilish is speaking out after a heavily edited mashup video that appeared to show her using an Asian, uh, Asian slur. And Foo Fighter brought out, uh, speaking of Dave Chappelle, they brought out comedian Dave Chappelle for a rendition of Radiohead Creep at Madison Square Garden. And the follower of Pharrell Williams' cousin, Donovan Lynch, who was shot and killed by police earlier this year, has filed a $50 million wrongful do- death lawsuit in Virginia. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere.
2: With no pants, panties only. Just to know me. I like to be alone, but I'm never lonely. Look at dog, he look good though. As I'm walking in, a hundred grand only. dark shade, getting head to some barcade. After that, we can park ways. Don't stick around for the store game Ain't that falling love and it's starts changing? So I'ma take this
0: chance to tell you in advance. operations people...
2: Entertainment, the number one source for entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio.
1: Seven minutes left re- uh, remaining in the show. That was uh, DJ D Nice. No Plans for Love, the remix with Snoop Dogg, Neo, and Kent Jones. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about Bride to Be Paris Hilton. Cannot wait to showcase her love for fiance Carter Rum on her upcoming reality show, which will. Uh, culminate in the broadcast of their wedding. The hotel heiress and celebrity DJ recently launched her own production company and landed a deal for the 13-part series Paris and Love, which will air on Peacock, the new streaming service from bosses at the U.S. network NBC. It was previously reported that the show will chronicle her life as she prepared for her wedding to Carter, and now Paris has confirmed that the actual nuptial will also be a key part of the series. And asked whether or not the wedding itself will be televised she confirmed to entertainment tonight that it was it was happening yes uh, paris has also given fans a hint of what to expect teasing her big day will be something magical and fun while the ceremony will include a special role for her beloved pet dog and paris couldn't be more in love with her prince charming as she gears up to becoming mrs carter Ross. Actress and writer Mindy Kaling has been recruited to develop a workplace comedy inspired by the front office antics of staff at the Los Angeles Lakers basketball team. The as-yet-untitled series will follow Eliza Reed, the governor of a fictional NBA team, as she deals with ownership issues and family drama, all with the support of her best friend. Modern family writer Elaine Cole will pin the 10-episode Netflix project and serve as showrunner and executive producer alongside the office star, Kaling. Also among the executive producer will be Lakers president, Jeannie Buss, who is the controlling owner of the team following the 2013 death of her father, Jerry Buss, and the sporting franchise executive director and Jeannie's close friend, Linda Rambis. The news of the comedy come a few months after bosses at the U.S. Cable Network, HBO, announced plans for a scripted drama focusing on the basketball team's 1980s dynasty. Billie Eilish is speaking out after a heavily edited mashup video that appeared to show her using an Asian slur gained traction on TikTok and with conservative media outlets. In a statement Monday night, the 19-year-old lost cause singer both apologized for singing along to an offensive song lyric as a young teen and explained that it was the. Dis- deceptively placed side-by-side with an unrelated clip of her speaking in a gibberish voice. The offensive lyrics she mouthed was from a recording of her singing along to Tyler, the creator's 2011 song, Fish. Eilish said in a statement posted on her Instagram story, quote, there's a video edit going around of me when I was 13 or 14 when I mouthed a word from a song that at the time I didn't know was a derogatory term used against members of the Asian community. I am appalled and embarrassed and want to bar that I ever mouthed along to that word. This song is the only time I ever heard that word as it was never used around me by anyone in my family. Regardless of the ignorance and age at the time, nothing excuses the fact that it was hurtful, and for that I am sorry." She said that the latter part of the mashup includes another clip taking out of content to make it appear as though she had mocked an Asian accent when she had not. Fool Fighters bought out comedian Dave Chappelle for a rendition of Radiohead "Creep" at Madison Square Garden on Sunday night. The time like these, hitmaker played the legendary venue for what marked the full first capacity show in New York City since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. And Dave Grohl and company had a special treat in store for fans. The two days were on top form with the formation with the I'm sorry with the frontman on guitar and the 47 year old stand up on lead vocals. Chappelle had previously duet with Ed Sheeran Sharon on the 90s classic Attendees at the concert were required to be fully vaccinated, vaccinated against COVID-19, with the last dose received at least 14 days before the show. Children under 16 were permitted to present a negative coronavirus test instead, and the rock legends couldn't be happier to get back on stage. The Best of You group last headlined the venue in 2018 for two nights on their concrete and gold tour and have also previously played there in both 2008 and 2011. Basketball fans have been able to attend New York Knicks games at MSG throughout the season with separate sections for vaccinated and unvaccinated fans, but a full-capacity gig hadn't been staged since March of 2020. Since the the pandemic began, the Foo Fighters have released a new album, Medicine at at Midnight, and Dave also brought out collaborations with Sir Mick Jagger and his own daughter, Violet. The father of Pharrell Williams' cousin, Donovan Lynch, a 25-year-old who was shot and killed by police earlier this year, has filed a $50 million wrongful death lawsuit in Virginia. The Virginia Beach Police Department had yet to officially name the officer who fatally shot Lynch in March, but he was identified in the suit as Solomon Simons. The cop is accused of using excessive force and acting with gross negligence during the fatal incident earlier this year. Simon also allegedly failed to identify himself or provide any warning prior to discharging his firearm and did not provide medical aid in the bloody aftermath. And According to the suit, Simon was responding to a separate shooting on March 26th when he crossed paths with Lynch and his friend Darren March near the oceanfront area. The pair was trying to leave the area, but the officer still immediately unlawfully and without warning fired his gun at Lynch, striking him twice. That's what the suit claimed. Lynch, a six foot five, two hundred and five pound former linebacker, also allegedly had previously interacted with Simmons, the lawsuit reportedly pointed out that Lynch was unmistakably as anyone else given his distinct frame and famous family member. Williams, a Virginia, native, a Virginia Beach native, initially shared news of his cousin's death in a social media post, which he would go on to delete. The singer-songwriter also spoke at Lynch Memorial Service in April and has since called for a federal investigation into the shooting. The lawsuit filed in the Eastern District of Virginia on Monday also take aim at the city of Virginia Beach. It alleges the city failed to properly train officers on the use of deadly force and other techniques that would have prevented Lynch's death. When the much beloved DMX passed away in, uh, in April, he left behind devoted fans, close friends, fourteen children, his ex-wife Tashira, and a uh, fiance Desiree Lindstrom. With that many people invested in ex-life and legacy, folks might wonder how assets and money will be divided now that he's gone. Now, that question at hand, Lindstrom, the mother of DMX's youngest child, five-year-old Exodus, and the woman he planned to spend the rest of his life with, petitioned the court to be in charge of his estate. And according to Page Six, Lindstrom filed documents to be uh, designated as ex-common-law wife but a judge rejected the request, and a source told page six that Judge Helen Blackwood ruled that Lindstrom did not, have straining, uh, did not have standing to file as his common-law wife, and being listed as his common-law wife, opposed to intended wife, would have granted Lindstrom seniority over his children and the potential to control his estate and any future earnings from his music. DMX, who died at the age of 50, left no will and few liquid assets. Lindstrom was not the only one interested in controlling DMX's estate. The rapper, three adult sons from his marriage to Tashira, Xavier, 28, Tacoma, 21, and Sean, 19, and two adult daughters, Sasha Simmons and Jada Odin, from another relationship, are also petitioning to administrators of his estate. On July 15, a judge will review documents from ex-children to determine who should be the administrator. Swiss Beats and Buster Rhymes are among the stars who will honor tragic rapper DMX with special performances at this year's BET Awards this weekend, which is on June 27. The party up up in here, Hitmaker, died in April at the age of 50, and he's, He'll be feted by famous friends and fans, including uh, Method Man and Gr- Griselda, who will share their own version of DMX hits such as Rough Riders Anthem and What's My who, and What's My Name, as well as the material from his recent release Posthumous album Exodus. The Wire actor Michael K. Williams is also said to appear as part of the memorial segment, which was curated by choreographer and R&B singer Fatima Robinson and versus co-creator Swiss, a close friend of DMX who oversaw the completion of Exodus. Um, Connie Orlando, the executive vice president of special music programming and music Strat- strategy at BAT, shared in a statement obtained by Billboard that uh, she said, "quote We look forward to celebrating DMX in the lot and indelible. No, um, to celebrate DMX's mark in music and pop culture. Uh, BAT, uh award bosses will also present Queen Latifah with their lifetime achievement award at the Sunday ceremony." It's not DMX's only big honor this week. He's also be celebrated with a memorandum tribute at Thursday's June 24th ASCAP Rhythm and Soul Music Awards. DMX, who was born Earl Simmons, passed away at his home on April 9. Before his death, he was hospitalized for a week in an intensive care unit following a heart attack. His manager at the time claimed that he was in a vegetative state with lung and brain failure. And that's a wrap on a class action lawsuit against rapper T.I., a judge on Monday dismissed a lawsuit accusing the Live Your Life artist and an associate of promoting and selling cryptographic tokens that weren't officially registered, and this is according to a document published by the Weep website CoinDesk. The lawsuit was dropped because of statutes of limitation had passed. T.I., whose real name is Clifford Joseph Harris, Jr., is accused of teaming up in 2017 with Ryan Felton, the founder of Flickio, which was billed as a an online viewing platform and offering Flick tokens for purchase. Flick explained that it would use the funds from the sale of Flick tokens to license content, fund film projects, market, and promote the Flick Uh, platform and integrate Flick with additional viewing platforms. The digital token started at about $0.06 each with the Atlanta-born TI promoting the venture on social media. Uh, Flick represented that investors could redeem the tokens on its platform after it launched. The paperwork published by Coindesk uh, said that the Flick never registered Flick tokens as securities with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The Flick platform did not launch the document state, but the U.S. 11th Circuit's Court of Appeals dropped the lawsuit, deemed it untimely. The class action suit was filed by Kenneth Fernandez, who uh, spent three thousand on these tokens according to the CoinDesk. And Monday's new development followed a settlement last year that cost the forty year old TI seventy five thousand in response to issues that involved the platform and the Securities and Exchange Commission. Right now we got uh, 14 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
0: Boop, boop.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. DJ <laughs> <laughs> She always ride with the top down, oh. even when it's tall, I try. Ooh, she got the keys to the boutique, she don't do the <laughs> nine to five. 100,000 oh. viewers on her high-tech line. On the weekend, you ain't neighbor Ooh, she gon' be like, I got it pull a thousand dollars out of side pocket Ooh, that little drink you tried to buy Pop it, bottles on me, the cork look like a skyrocket Pop it, ooh, she don't want to drink, you want to rip it Ooh, she don't pay for nothing, she just get paid, ooh.
0: And I ain't throwing 20s or 10s I'm out of town you all that I thought I, I, I could get the Dom, but I'ma get the Ace I throw on it up and see everybody's face When they ring the text, I'll tell my name I might have to say all that I said it I'm trying to care I got it solo Let the cameras hit my diamond Cause yeah I got them rock solo I got it solo It's real bumps stuff it I ain't the passenger on the pilot You could hop in but you ain't driving All I need is somebody to ride it Cause I'm a go get Say I'm a go Type of girl they got you Cause I want you Not cause I need ya No, I don't need ya She don't want to drink, she want to rip it She don't pay for nothing, she just get it
2: i to see better
1: That was new music from mm-hmm. T-Pain featuring Keelani and I like that. Right now, we got 10 minutes left remaining in the show, and after 15 years since her last album was released, new report states that legendary singer Diana Ross is releasing a new album titled Thank You. Ross uh, Diana Ross dropped the first single of the album title track last week, and as mentioned, the last body of work the Supreme Icon produced was 2006 I Love You, which featured cover she Recorder of hits like the Beatles I Will and Bill Withers Lovely Day. The last Album she released of original material was released Around 22 years ago 1999 Every Day is a New Day. In a statement Ross said Quote that this collection Of songs is her gift to us With appreciation and love And I'm eternally grateful that I had the Opportunity to record this glorious music At this time. I dedicate This songbook of love to all of you The listeners as you hear my my voice you hear my heart." Unquote. As for Rolling Stone, the unconventional video for the single Thank You blends footage of Ross from throughout her post-Supreme career, sample lyrics from the song, and even positively mind snippets from the vintage interviews. The outlet additionally det- detailed that Ross began recording the album just before last year's studio lockdown, and despite that the single was able to continue working on it by recording her vocals from her home from her at her home studio. The uh, album was made possible thanks to the host of songwriters and producers who worked in collaboration with Ross. So Lathan, the seasoned actress who come from a family entrenched in Black Hollywood, is adding director of a feature film to her resume. According to Deadline, Lathan will follow in her father's footsteps and direct *On the Come Up*, based on author Angie Thomas' New York Times bestseller novel. Uh, this will be the second time Thomas' work will have been adapted for the screen. Her young adult novel *The Hate You Give* from 2019 was turned into a feature film the following year. This will won't be Lengthen's first foray behind the camera either. Her short film Leap, which was shot during the Pandemic Lockdown, will premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival. On the Comments is another tale that featured black youth. that follows the story of a 16-year-old Bree who aspires to be one of the greatest rappers of all time, but the obstacles in her life have the potential to keep her from realizing that dream. She's been labeled a problem child at school and is struggling at home. Her mother loses her job and finds it difficult to provide for the household. And if you guys who don't know who her famous father is her father is Stan Latham and he has a long list of movies and shows he has directed. AMC Theaters will do anything to get you in their seats for the Fashion Furious 9, even if that means giving out free snacks. The cinema Chang announced Monday that all moviegoers will have access to all-you-can-eat popcorn with the purchase of any side two starting Tuesday as part of Cinema Week, a fun-filled promotion to convince people that theaters are safe again. Millions of mo- mo- moviegoers have already returned to AMC to enjoy exciting new blockbusters in the best way possible, on the big screen, with big sound, and AMC Big Comfortable Seats. Elizabeth Frank, AMC Executive Vice VP of Worldwide Programming and Chief Content Officer, said in the statement, quote, one of the things that we all miss the most about being at the movies was that irresistible movie theater popcorn, unquote. I know that is right because I love me some movie popcorn. Uh, Cinema Week will also include executives in theater content, giveaways, and special guests as well as special screening of F9 and Disney upcoming documentary Summer of Soul. All events are subject to the specific theater. Despite big blockbusters like Quiet a Quiet Place Part Two and Godzilla vs Kong. The box office has been slow to rebound, but theaters also pinning their hopes on upcoming projects, including Black Widow and Space Jam: A New Legacy. The promotion, uh, the popcorn promotion, will last until June 30th. A shoulder injury for Harrison Ford while making Indiana Jones 5 could lead to changes to the action-adventure movie's filming schedule. Ford, who is now 78, suffered the injury while rehearsing a fight scene. The severity of Ford's shoulder ailment was not immediately known, and production for the film will continue as the next steps for the actor are evaluated. Updates to the filming schedule could be made moving forward once the nature of Ford's injury is determined. The new movie marks the fifth time Ford Has suited up as the Tyler Archaeologist for the Indiana Jones Franchise. He previously starred As Indy in three films during the 1980s before reprising The role for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom Of The Crystal Skull which premiered in 2008. Directed by James Mangold, Indiana Jones 5 is due out July 29 2022. The movie Which began production in the United Kingdom This month also stars franchise Newcomer uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge And Mads no sin. The fifth Indiana j- movie, uh, Indiana Jones movie is the first in the saga that won't be directed by Steven Spielberg, who is working as a producer on the film. Mango is no stranger to directing high-profile projects, as its post-credits include the Johnny Cash biopic, Walk the Line, the superhero epic, Logan, and the race car drama Ford vs. Ferrari, which received an Oscar nomination for Best Picture in 2020. The original Indiana Jones movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark, celebrated its 40th anniversary earlier this month. Ford previously suffered a broken leg in a 2014 accident while working on Star Wars The Force Awakens. Kerry, Washington is helping to build a school. The Scandal star is joining a few other the Hollywood heavyweights to establish a film school for undeserved, undeserved communities that's set to open next year. George Clooney, Don Cheadle, and Mindy Kaling and Eva Longoria are also, also among the notable coming together with the Los Angeles Unified School District to launch the Royal School of Film and Television Production. Washington, a native of the Bronx who studied at George Washington University, wrote, Excited when sharing the Monday announcement about the specialized Academy on Twitter. As founding member, each person will serve on the Royal Bowl School of Film, Roy Bowl School of Film, and Television Production Advisory Board lending their expertise and support to build a more exclusive pipeline of career-ready talent for the film and television industry. Uh, Clooney said in the statement quote that our aim is to better reflect the diversity of our country that means starting early it means creating high school programs that teach young people about cameras and editing and visual effects and sounds and all the career opportunities that this industry has to offer it means internships that lead to well-paying careers it means understanding that we're all in this together unquote. The magnet school program will open in the fall of 2022 within the Edward R. Roball Learning Center in the Wake Lake area of uh, Los Angeles, Westlake area. And the school headed by the principal, Blanca Cruz, will start with 9th and 10th grade students with the plan to expand to 11th and 12th graders over the next two years. There may be an opportunity to expand the pilot program to more schools throughout the Los Angeles area. Wow, can you believe it? See, that's what I'm talking about. They're bringing out a magnet school that can help kids to get a career into entertainment as well as providing internships. That's what it's all about. you got to commend them for doing this. I wish they would do it for the whole all over the country. And a petition started by a TikTok star and Instagram influencer, Calling for James Corden to cancel A segment on his talk show Has already garnered 40,000 Signature. The recurring Segment on the Late Late Show is called Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts and see The British host and a guest answer Uncomfortable questions or eat whatever Disgusting food is before them That's according to the show. However Internet personality Kim Sarah says a lot of the food Used in the segment like century Eggs, beef tongue, chicken feet, are common in Asian cuisine. Sarah, who is Filipino and Chinese, saw a clip of the segment online where uh, Corden and fellow talk show host Jimmy Kimmel eat, among other things, balut, a common street food that is boiled duck embryos that's eaten from the shell. Uh, after airing her complaint on TikTok, Farah decided to try to do something more. The petition asked for co- uh, Corden to apologize on air and either replace the food items used in segment or scrap it entirely and donate to an organization that support Asian-owned restaurants and small businesses. Uh, She said, quote, people are being influenced to think that native foods from Asian countries are disgusting or horrifying. Content like this continually perpetuate and encourage harm and racism against Asian Americans in our daily lives, unquote. Sarah added that content like Cordons fuels stereotypes and hate of the Asian community. Wow. Well, that's going to be... Do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. And don't forget to check out the BET Awards this Sunday. And uh, also make sure you stay safe. Make sure you get vaccinated. And uh, enjoy the weekend. I'll talk to you next time. Take care.